Hi, I'm Dan Fuco. In today's Sprift session, we'll be meeting Rob Brady, a lead performance coach at Iceberg Digital, as he shares how he helps business owners adopt an infinite mindset to their business strategy and how he feels data can be used to modernize and improve the property industry. Good afternoon, Rob. How are you doing? I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen face to face, even if it's virtually, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's never a problem to meet virtually now. I think it's the norm. So, yeah, I wanted to um, have a chat with you today and thanks for joining me. I yeah, appreciate that. Um, I just wanted to talk, I know you're a big advocate of data and how data can be used, probably slightly differently to, you know, the way that I would use data day to day. First and foremost, could you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? So, um, obviously, I'm a lead performance coach at Iceberg Digital. I've been back at Iceberg for basically about a year now. Um, I had actually had a stint back at my old company about six months before that, and I was actually an innovationist before Iceberg Digital. Previously before that, my old hat for 10 years plus um, was in as an estate agent. I took over a two-branch independent in my mid-20s and then grew it grew their portfolio from a 300 to a 700 property portfolio, went on to win multiple awards, all that sort of stuff. And I met uh, Mark at the Estas a few years back. And then I just read his book and then I came a client of Icebergs and that's sort of where the collaboration has come from me going from a state agent to the darker side of the world, which is what <laughs> they call pop tech, which everyone's scared of. Um, so I still see myself, I basically see myself probably similar to you, mate. Um, an estate agent working in a tech company. So I have the complete understanding on what it is to be an estate agent day to day. Yeah, I think that's the that's the key thing. And it leads me into my first main question for you, Rob, mm. is having been on the other side of the fence, as I know you have, um, you know, your job is to head up the performance of your of your clients at Iceberg Digital. What does that entail day to day for you? So the thing I learned is not just a, when what I loved being an estate agent and doing what I did is I actually enjoyed the growth and the strategic plan on how you can grow a business, how you can strategize stuff, how you can strip off stuff back, how you look at stuff in a different way and always constantly morph into your next version of yourself as a company. And I really, really enjoyed that, but I didn't really know where that could go being an estate agent. And we've obviously had those conversations over the years. Um, so, when I came back to Iceberg, having my experience of using my the platform at the time and all the knowledge within both sides of it, uh, Mark and I sat down and we worked on creating a coaching department for our clients. So the problem that I struggled with, and most of the stages probably relate to that, you get a bit of technology and then you get a bit of training. And apart from like training on how to use it, it's like, how do I actually really implement it as part of my strategy in my company? So... That's pretty much what we do. We've built a, an innovation and growth program over a six month period where basically I sit down with the clients first and, and work on a 15 asset program based around key principles that are within their business that we know that can they construct within life cycle two. And then we work down small micro sessions and strategies, turning all those assets into effectively green assets over a six month period. So that's around culture and leadership, marketing, efficiencies, data, um, pretty much and customer journey so it pretty much covers everything within that so the nice part is i have clients i can have one-on-one sessions with some clients have monthly sessions we're a big community group um, i do lessons in digitalization with every thursday with our clients 
So it's getting them to really understand the whys behind what they're doing, not just here's a bit of technology and just get on with it. It's interesting what you say there in the sense that I think a lot of estate agents will take a prop tech because it's the the new thing on the block yeah. and um, you know without really thinking about it. Yeah. Whereas with you guys, you seem to really delve into, okay, this is where you are. This is what you want to be. This is how you're going to get there. Almost like an extension of their business. Do you think that's Massive. the main driver? Yeah, massively. Like categorically, you can say we don't, we would tell certain clients like we're probably, you're probably not right for even our platform. You need to you need to get yourself in straight. We don't just take anyone on. We've never been that prop tech supplier. You have to have a growth mindset business and a business with some sort of strategy, some form of identity that we can then work with. So when I come on the coaching program, it automatically identifies certain factors. You go like you don't do any marketing at all. So like you haven't got an identity. Who even knows you exist? You ever thought about that? What's the strategy behind it? Um, so, so you're there and not necessarily just like another training program. You're there as effectively, a, you know, as much as there is a there's a platform behind it, and the agents will use or the business owner will use the platform to to strategize. You're there effectively providing consultancy as part of your training, onboarding, ongoing, yeah, you know, account management. So we've got a great we've got a great onboarding process. We actually have trainers now, so we actually have one of our trainers trains clients uh, every week. And it's called the big five training sessions. So it's around like how you do stuff in the platform, the basic stuff. So any of my clients, I say, I don't do support because like that's not my bag. You, we've got a support team. We've got an awesome support team to do that. And I don't do basic training. But once you've harnessed the basics of the platform and you go, oh, my next strategy is to, in the next quarter. I want to get more landlords. How do I achieve that? Then you come to me. We work on how we build that as a strategy within the platform, within what you want to try your marketing. And then we create that and then we can measure it and then review it and all that sort of stuff. So it is pretty much, like you said, a consultancy sort of business strategic manager effect to you on the side of it all. Yeah, I mean, with that in mind, what do you think the major performance issues for estate agents are today? And what is the solution that you look to you look to provide as part of your kind of performance management? Um, so the biggest problem a lot of them have is identifying factors on who you have in your company and what's their individual strengths. Not just tarnish them with like, you're a valuer, you should be doing all of this, you're a neg, you should be doing all of this. Identifying going, you're an individual that's got these certain skills that would be developing these certain strategies. So you get involved in this part of the project. But actually understanding who you have in your business and what they should be doing in your business to get you to your greatest goal of what you're trying to achieve about your strategy. The second part is leaders have to lead and not just make any excuses under some why they haven't achieved anything from it. So you can't just blame your staff if they're not adopting it. You're the leader. You took on that product. You've got to make sure you hold their hand, hold, held their, hold their hand through that process. Um, and it all comes from that leadership, understanding, getting to understand the why is behind it. What are you trying to achieve from it? What are you actually physically doing? Why have we got this product? It's not, oh, it does market appraisers or it does social media content, that sort of stuff. A lot of people just get bored by it, but it's like, this is our overall strategy, guys. You've got to like, get them to show, show them the, effectively the rabbit in, in what you're trying to achieve from all of it. So a lot of the, the problems you find with it is leadership adoption on a tech, bit of technology. Um, the commitment to the process and actually learning. You're going to be really uncomfortable 
going for this journey because your brain's trying to find new, new habits, a new way of working. It's going to try and pull back to the old ways, the old habits, because the, we know the brain's lazy. So it likes to stay in that lazy lane. And you're trying to get into the fast lane. It's going, I oh, can't bother to do this. I'll just keep moving back into this lane. And that's one of the, one of the biggest factors is going, just get comfortable and uncomfortable. You're learning new stuff. You're not going to know it all. Be very, very vulnerable about what you're looking to achieve from it. So when you're, when you're working with agents through the major kind of that big performance issue, and I think the big taking, the big talking point that you've taken there is um, leadership adoption yeah. of, of anything. And that doesn't necessarily mean a tech platform or a data solution or whatever it is. It's that changing the way that that business works from the top down as opposed to the bottom up. Yeah. So I know you talk a lot about the importance of data-driven businesses. How integral do you think data is to business today? And specifically, do you, how important do you think it is for the property sector? It's really interesting. I spoke to just a client before this, and they were talking around, they've got a guy that have just pulled into the business, and he's actually a mate with the owner. He's been with mates for years. And he was saying about how he sees, he's a market from a marketing perspective. And he was saying like how he sees a state agency is so far behind where the world wants to work. And in the form of data, it's exactly the same thing. Like as much as you can say data is gold, like still people are building up. I see so many agents out there building up other estate, other businesses' databases and not their own. Like it's, it's bonkers. Like you, you're building up Facebook's database, you're building up Instagram's database, you're building up Rightmove's database, you're building up everyone's databases out there. Like, and what are you doing with your own? Like, where you're pulling people in. So I think the mindset still hasn't adopted. Like I saw a post up the other day, someone talking around how uh, tenants like inefficiency of dealing tenant leads. That's not a problem at all, but don't disregard the tenants in there. They're going to be your future buyers. They're going to be future people need mortgages. They're going to be your future sellers in the future. So like look at a longer term strategy of acquiring your data and understanding every person's journey, the value of that person over a lifetime of your business. So I do think, um, Data is so, so valuable. Obviously, the difference between, I would say, uh, what we'd probably say on our part is our part is more trying to find the identifying factors of what people are consuming and reading and, and that sort of side to then identify to the estate agent, like, who is the identity of this individual? They're not just a vendor. They're a vendor who's looking to sell in six months down the line, who's a family, who live on this particular street. They're looking to move to this area. So that's the stuff that you want to be harnessing and trying to find out. Not, I just want to sell your house. Do you, want to, do you want to listen with me? Yeah, I think you've got a phrase that you use and leads me, you know, quite well into this. And you do speak to clients an awful lot about having an infinite mindset. Yeah. And that's in their approach to everything. But could you tell our listeners a bit more about what the term infinite mindset means to you? So it came actually off the back of, I've always had it this way, that you always have to have a belief that there's no end goal in a lot of your stuff. So I... I read a book, Simon Sinek's book, The Infinite, Infinite Game, a few years back. I even did a video about it and how you should even have your valuation tool that you should constantly be trying to pull people in and nurture them for a continuous cycle of stuff. And it happens in any part of your life because in an infinite mindset or an infinite game, you are never losing. You can't lose because there's no end, end, end result. It's not like a game of football after 90 minutes that stops and then it's like a 2-1 draw. If it's continually cycling, you're going, okay, I haven't lost, but I've learned. So what have I learned from this strategy? How do I develop it a bit more? 
how do I continue to go a bit? But without starting that and having that as a as an integral part of your business to say, okay, next three months, we're going to run this campaign. We're going to monitor the data at the end of it, and then we're going to see what happens to it. If you had a, a finite result on that, you'd be like, three months, you've got 12 things, that was a bit of a failure. But if you're going, right, okay, we're going to do the same strategy, but what do we, we learn the last three months to it? So then we can develop out to improve it. At least you've got some data that you can go ahead with and then maximize on the next thing and then improve that and improve that. It's a constant flow of cycle on it. I mean, that infinite mindset is, it's the most, it seems like the most logical thing. Yeah. You know, if you, if you approach any task within your day to day, not expecting um, an end, you know, that there always will be an end with business. Um, but it's that not expecting that end, it's carrying on and carrying on and carrying on, which I think is lost. You know, we work in a, in a time where, everybody wants to hit their annual target or their quarterly target or the six monthly target, but what you're coaching people from the sound of things to do and um, helping them with that performance element of their, of their day to day is that it's not about that. It's about that longer term, build your business, build your business, build your business, analyzing the data every step of the way. I mean, with that in mind, how do you feel that that data is, transforming your estate agency clients and potentially the people you influence outside of you know your client base and how do you think that's kind of transforming the uk estate agency market well i look at it is in a very simple way if you've got ten thousand people sat in an old traditional crm it does nothing right so you just got a big filing cabinet full of just people's names and numbers if you've got us ten thousand people sat in a platform like ours they're being communicated 24-7. And every time they do something, the system's saying, they've just done this, they've just done that, should we put them on this journey? It's updated. The system actually is updating it forward. People are updating themselves within that. So when you look at a long-term strategy or an infinite strategy, a longer-term plan to it, like every year that goes by, that, that agency is collecting thousands of more people a year. They're communicating 24-7 against you storing stuff. You are eventually going to lose on that part. Whether that's with Lifecycle or another platform, it's not just Lifecycle is the saviour of all. But if you haven't adopted that strategy that you think, okay, what is actually happening with the data in my my company and how am I going to maximise it? As it goes beyond like, you know, one year, two year, three year, five year, ten year, like it would be an ever growing gap. And that's how that's how I believe and feel like strongly about that we're harnessing it. Like we've got clients who have developed strategies in the last two years since releasing the platform. And some actually we pulled data from our existing platform across to them. And they're converting people that they've been nurturing since 2018 and 19. And these people are coming through now saying, hi, I just want to, I want to shop my property. I want to put on the market. Fees are relevant. And I can tell you that for a fact, I've got clients who have said like, never going to achieve anything above like a 1500 pound fee. And like some of them now achieving a 5,000 pound fee on a 195,000 pound house, a 12,000 pound fee on a 300,000 pound flat. And that's all because the person's getting to know them over and over again because they're harnessing the data and communicating them 24-7. So your biggest vision is to modernise the property industry in the UK. Yeah. And I see that from your videos. I see that from you know the things that you put out on LinkedIn, social media, and so on and so forth. But how do you see that happening in practice? And how do you think the industry will realistically look in five to ten years? So you have to accept that change is inevitable. As a species, as a human technology, you can't say like, nah, it's never going to happen. It's like, it's not the industry, it's the consumer that you need to look at who's making the change. What are they doing? So, like, for example, my dad sold last year 
And I asked him about his buying, his selling experience 15 years before to what it was now, how he got valued, how he did his research, who he went to, why he picked them, all that sort of stuff. Two contrasting things and how like how he, he didn't even go to the office, didn't go to a branch, went on an agent. He went to an agent who marketed better that wasn't even in the area. Who was on he was on YouTube? My dad learned about that sort of stuff. Knew about YouTube and Facebook ads and stuff like that. So like my dad, my dad's sixty seven. So it's completely contrasting. So I think what I see the industry and how it's playing out is you've got people who ch- who don't change or are going to be swallowed up by people who leave them and set up the brand they've always wanted to to set up and they will eventually take them out. Or the hardest one is brands who decide they want to completely change from top to bottom their whole mindset. And what they want to achieve, which is a lot harder, and those people then will level up. So they could be market leaders. Go actually, how do we make sure we stay market leaders, or how do we stay in the top five? This is the strategy we need to do. We need to stay above everyone else, and then they'll be uncatchable. And you've got the new people rivaling through. And we've seen it across in the last two years. How many times we even see it in it in most towns? All of a sudden, an agent comes through and they just pierce for the market and become market leader. And that's all because you you're not maximising or harnessing any strategy or business strategy or any data or anything like that around who you represent and how valuable are in the business. It all comes back to a stage and needs to understand how vital am I to the consumer in the moving process. And if I'm not vital, and you can't identify that with real honest opinions. That's where you'll you'll come at a loss. You need to understand I need to be vital in the moving process because then my fee comes valuable in that and I actually get paid as a as a job. Yeah, I think that comes back to agents, I guess, from what you I've just a summary of what you've saying is an agent needs to understand all of the facets which make them valuable to the consumer, therefore making sure that they're demonstrating their worth before even asking for business. Hundred percent. But how how am I vital in actually being why should people register me? Why am I vital in that process instead of just going to another portal? Like, why, why, why am I vital in being the person to go on the market? What makes me vital in that process? What's the data around it? Why? Not I just put it on the portal and we get the best price possible. Like anyone can do that, especially in the markets we are now, where buyer demand outstrips supply. Anyone can get above the asker price. There's loads and loads of people out there. So, so like in the next five years. If we have a dip in any capacity of it and the financial strengths we have within the fallout with COVID and all that sort of stuff, it always comes interesting when you come into those markets because then you see like the true true valuable estate agents survive and the rest are just riding, riding the wave of just the general consumer, just picking anyone. Uh, they tend to lose out because they've got no identity. I've got a couple of uh, quick questions for you just to finish up on, if that's all right. You use the term market leader um, quite regularly, mm-hmm. you know, what does the term market leader in a state agency mean to you? Um, market leader is not necessarily the amount of listings out there. Market leader is the agent who has got their own identity and their own type of client profile and commands the fee that they require. So you could be a market leader and charge half a percent. Like it's just a it's just a false economy and what you're trying to set up as a business. So I, I always strongly believe market leader doesn't necessarily have to be number one and right move. The market leader is the person who's actually strong in a community, you know, really, really leading that element to it because they will always outlast anything out there because they've got their own identity. And I know from doing my research and seeing again on LinkedIn, social media, and some of your clients, you know, speak very, very, very highly of you. What actionable strategies do you have for our listeners that can help them turn their data into gold? Uh, two parts. I use a big phrase, identity marketing. You need to have an identity. Sort out your identity. Like, what's your purpose as a company? Why do you even exist? Why are you so vital? 
come so vital in obviously your form of your marketing strategy without doing that part to it. Second part is if you've just got a CRM and it's not even just a plug for life cycle, if you've just got a CRM doing nothing, none of your data is not being put in any marketing platform at all, like that is the biggest, biggest gold that you can move because you're taking your gold out of a filing cabinet and putting it into something that can start to target people out there. Uh, you're, trans you're transforming your data actually into actionable data. So you're transferring your own effective gold and replicating it into more gold. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, and you can see that in the last two years, we've seen people who have uploaded just as buyers from a database, you know, of like four or five thousand buyers who just randomly was a buyer on a property years and years ago. I didn't even buy through them, and just by them putting it into a system or something that does marketing to those, you see, like, them come on eighteen months later saying, like, we need a valuation from you, and then they go on the market, and it's like. That just goes to show like the power of taking it out of a storage system and actually put into something that actually communicates to those people. And of all the ways of getting people into a system, um, I know that you're an advocate of a kind of forward thinking customer management approach um, to estate agency CRMs. But what's the best result that you've seen in getting people into the, the funnel mm. at, right at the top within your client base? So this is, this is something that can only really be done if you've got it set up properly is just got to understand from the consumer's perspective right now, we need more houses to sell. Do you want to put your house in the market versus if you keep missing out on properties, do you want to register with us? We'll tell you about it before they come to the market. As a consumer, what consumer would go for what one? Like, I don't want to put a house on the market because I haven't found yet. Actually, these guys are saying like, oh, if we register with them, they will tell us before properties come on the market and then we can get our property prepped and get it on the market. Oh, and actually they sell in my area. So it's about the tone of voice and how you communicate. Not, uh, I use like the Oliver Twist, like more please, sir. Don't be an agent of being like an Oliver Twist agent. Like be an agent who's like going out there and just trailblazing and actually going, no, actually we're here to help. And we've seen it. We've got, because of our measures in our database, we can actually now see the trackable data from the portals as well as an agent doing it themselves. And actually how much more that they start to bring in their own data versus the others out there. And that's just through them doing some form of marketing, identity marketing, and saying, this is how we can become vital and helpful in your process of moving. Not going, I just want some business from you. Yeah, I think that it's often lost that estate agents and having been one myself for a long time, it's that customer, the helping of the customer. It is a service industry, not necessarily a sales industry. It's how can you serve your customers better rather than how do I get another house on the market? And, and that's where you talk about the infinite mindset of a business owner. Yes, the here and now is important, but from what you've said and what you what you continue to say is it's, okay, how, how am I going to get the next one? What can I do to demonstrate the worth that I can bring to the next person that needs to sell their house? Short-term strategies are always easy to go by because they're just, they're not, they're inconsistent. So like you could just have a short-term strategy, just chuck out a load of leaflets and hope for the best. But like, there takes a lot more to be committed to a longer term strategy. But I guarantee your long term strategy will become your short term strategy. And then when you're in that fire in place, like your long term strategy is your long term strategy and you're reaping the award, reaping awards from your long term strategy 18 months before. And that just comes a just a, a juggernaut firing along because you'll see stuff coming in. You think, oh, my God, like that was from ages ago. I know short term strategy is very much easier, especially when it comes to cash flow that people can, can't really stay committed to it. But if you want to get out of the rut of cheap fees and moaning about 
it all being everyone else but yourself. You just have to look inwardly, look at a business and say, why is this happening to us? Because it doesn't happen to everyone else in the same area. What strategy am I bringing to the table? My thanks to Rob for his invaluable insight today. You can find further episodes of The Sprift Sessions wherever you get your podcasts from. Simply search The Sprift Sessions. And if you'd like to know more about Sprift and what it can do for your business, please go to sprift.com. Thank you for listening.